phone. But um, I had to dig pretty deep for me to be able to do this. Growing up in my family, you didn't talk about what goes on in your family. You didn't actually show much love for one another either. You were just supposed to know that you were. So there's a lot of things that I'm going to say today that only my wife and children know. I've never shared much about myself at all. So I'm going to pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be here today, that my testimony would be a blessing to someone, and that you would give me the words that I need to speak. And I ask these things in your name. Amen. So I was the eldest of four children, born and raised in a rural community in northwest Indiana to a single mother. I never had much and struggled as a young boy seeing the other kids that I knew. You know, it seemed like they had everything they wanted or needed, and we had very little. Um, I wasn't raised in a family that ever talked about church or religion, and that was none of my family. I had several aunts, uncles, cousins. We all lived in like a three-town radius, and nobody went to church. Um, so I had no conception of a God that loved me. I would ask God for things, but a lot of the prayers were not answered. I, you know, I didn't understand um, as a teenager, I became best friends with a boy named Bobby, who his family happened to be the wealthiest in the county and employed a lot of the town we lived in. His family um, took me in, basically accepted me as one of their kids, and took me on their family vacations and a lot of different things. And I just really grew to a lot of times wishing that was my family. Um, they went to a Catholic church, all of their family did, and I started going with them. They, uh, they lived a very good life. I was very attracted to that. And I seen a lot of that in the church they attended as well. Um, I didn't learn much about the Bible or God in that church, though. Um, and I noticed that you could do basically anything you wanted as long as you went to confession. Um, my teen years was typical of many that were raised in an ungodly home. I would drink with my friends on the weekends and then would go to church on Sunday and see a lot of them that I'd partied with the night before. And ironically, our priest would buy us liquor as well. So 
you know, I didn't see anything wrong with it at the time. Um, things were really getting tough at home with three younger siblings, um, besides myself and my mom care for. A lot of times I would skip meals just so there was enough for my brothers and sister. And at the time I felt like I was going to go nowhere. Um, and I didn't know what to do about my brothers and sister. So instead of preparing for my senior year, I went into the Army. Um, at, I felt like it was the only thing I could do to benefit them and myself to make a better life. God is good and works when we don't even acknowledge him. He had his hand over me in many ways that I never knew at the time. I learned many things while I was in the military. I was in Airborne. I got honor graduate in the Airborne and then I was asked to go Special Forces. And I excelled in many areas, especially leadership. I learned discipline, good work ethic, Unfortunately, one of the things I didn't learn was how to treat people. I was um, basically taught you were never wrong and you'd fight to the death to prove it. So um, that wasn't a good thing to learn there. Um, after finishing in the military, I went back to my hometown, not sure about my life, um, but willing to work, so I got employment and got reacquainted with um, friends from high school. And that May, um, it was graduation time, and I was invited to a graduation party by a friend, and that's where I met Miss Lisa. <laughs> and in July, just barely over two months, we were married. And that's the last thing I thought I would be doing. But, you know, her maiden name is Angel, and she really is. <laughs> so we were married, and we moved to Phoenix. Um, her parents lived out there, and she, her stepmother, um, worked at a, uh, a school where she could go for free, so we took advantage of that. Um, we were just kids still. I can say that now, but didn't realize it at the time. We didn't have the guidance we needed. You know, we didn't have people telling us that, you know, we should do this first or do that. Um, we did the best we could. Life was tough for us, and we had very little. Looking back, I can see how God took care of us, even when we didn't notice him. I was working construction uh, for a Mormon gentleman, and his family was very kind to us. They invited us to church, so to be polite, we went. Um, 
it was strange to us, and we never went back. We also had gone one time to a Pentecostal church that a neighbor had invited us to. And if you've ever been in a Catholic church, it's very um, quiet and, you know, everything. And then I went to this Pentecostal church, and I had never seen anything like it in my life. I literally at one point wanted to crawl over the pew and run because I had never experienced that and you know people jumping up and I think there was even people crawling on their knees and I don't remember if they spoke in tongues but that's probably what made me want to leave. <laughs> um, in May of that year our daughter was born. We were still living in Phoenix and still struggling to get ahead, and being small-town Midwesterners uh, that we were, we headed back to the Midwest and ended up in Iowa. I had a job opportunity from a company from Indiana that my brother-in-law was working for, and they had just moved to Iowa to start building, and so I started on construction with that company. And it was a poultry buildings, and God had a very good reason for placing us in Iowa. Um, we had no idea at the time he was pursuing me and Lisa, and it should have been obvious. We, we just, we started to have so many blessings that I didn't see it at least. Lisa probably did. Um, so Lisa had a very strong interest in attending church and raising our daughter to know God. And I was willing to go along with it as long as it didn't interfere with what I wanted to do. Um, I was working hard and advancing quite quickly. I don't even know if I was there six months and they asked me if I'd be interested in going through their management training program which I did accept in the egg-laying industry. And the program required me to know every phase of building and then uh, the birds, eggs, production, all of it. So I think it was probably about a year's process so that I could go build my own farm and you know start it from the ground up all the way to managing it. I was feeling good about life at that time and not giving much thought about God. I was not interested in religion pursuits or religious pursuits of what Lisa was. I was willing to go along with her to a degree. We attended a small Methodist church out in the country for a short time um, but Lisa was restless. It wasn't something that she found satisfying, so we quit attending. It was sometime after that that her and her twin sister seen a local ad about a prophecy seminar by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which I had never heard of in my life. Um, so she decided to attend 
since it sparked an interest, even though neither one had a clue what a Seventh-day Adventist was. Um, Lisa attended as faithfully as she could, and she began sharing things with me. She was working full-time as a bookkeeper, which required her to work every other Saturday. This was a huge dilemma, and this is where I started to think she was losing her mind. Because um, who, who goes to church on Saturday? I had never heard of that. And it's like most of the world can't be wrong. Um, she knew that I would resist her decision to quit her job because it required her to work every other Saturday. But she moved ahead in faith, um, not knowing how I would take it or if I would even divorce her for it. Um, I was very displeased that she did that. But um, it wasn't long after she quit her job. I didn't know what we were going to do. And all of a sudden, I don't, I don't think it was a week later even, I got a raise that was more than what she made. And um, I thought to myself, this couldn't be a coincidence, but I continued my ways because that was the easiest. Um, I was still drinking and living life how I wanted. I would occasionally go to church with Lisa, and looking back, I'm not sure why I even did that, if it was just to make her happy or, or what because I still wasn't interested in it. Um, I certainly didn't want to commit to a church or God at the time. At, um, so at this point, though, we had moved, and I had been offered a job to start with a new company and build another com poultry complex. And um, I'm not sure how long it was after I was there. I started experiencing some health issues. And so I went to the doctor. And there discovered I had a large kidney stone. The doctor told me that if it didn't pass over the weekend, that I would need to come in on Monday and he'd have to go in and get it. And so I asked him if I would know if it passed. And he said, yeah. He said, it will be the closest thing you'll ever experience to birthing. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I drank a lot of water over the weekend, but nothing happened. Um, and he, you know, he warned me a couple times how it could be very painful. So I, you know, over the weekend, I used to go fishing by myself. I'd just go to the river and stay overnight and just fish all night long. So that's what I decided to do. And that way, if it did happen, I wouldn't be around anybody that could hear me scream. Um, so I never felt anything, though. Nothing passed. So on Monday, I went back to the doctor, and he said, well, let's take another x-ray and see where it's at. So we did that, and he was out of the room for a little bit. And he comes back in, and he says, are you sure you didn't pass it? I said, you told me I'd feel it, right? He goes, oh, yeah, you would have felt it. 
He said, I don't understand it, though. He goes, it's not there. He said, you don't have it anymore. And so I was like, well, good. Um, so I went home, and um, I told Lisa what had happened, and she didn't look surprised. And so I was kind of curious why she wasn't surprised about it, and she told me, she said, well, at church on Sabbath, we all prayed for you that it would go away. Okay, so this was one too many blessings I couldn't ignore. So I called the pastor, and I asked him if I could start doing Bible studies with him. So I did, um, I did the studies. I prepared for baptism, and I did get baptized. Uh, but I didn't understand what it really meant to have a relationship with the Lord at that time. Um, it's been a long process of growing and understanding what God wants from me. I couldn't see God's plan at the time, and I never felt I deserved his help or forgiveness. At this point, the Lord really started blessing us to where, I mean, I never dreamed we would end up with as much as we did. Um, and I went and got my high school diploma. I didn't want a GED. I wanted a diploma at that time. And then I even got my bachelor's degree. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of schooling with uh, poultry and um, poultry health. And I ended up being the poultry industry president for seven years, yeah, industry person of the year one year, and um, I was getting all kinds of job offers. And so we moved up to northern Iowa for six years, and then Lisa hated it there. It was, there was no trees. Our only trees were the wind generators, I think. And it was cold and windy all the time. So she just couldn't wait till I got another job offer, which I did um, for Ohio. And I think before I got off the phone, she'd had boxes out packing. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to take the job or if it was even you know, going to be asked of me when I got off the phone. But she knew that God was going to give it. So she just started packing and preparing. And I was offered the job, and it, it was a huge responsibility. Um, there was, I had 12 million layers, um, 8 million pullets, hatchery, breeder, three feed mills, 800 employees. And I was in charge of all that. I had five plants. I never dreamed that I would ever make it to that level from not finishing my senior year of high school but the Lord just kept blessing um, you know I thank thank the Lord that he never gave up on me um, so through a series of providential events um, 
He brought us to our home here and has tested and tried me since I've been here even. Um, I, before we left Ohio, I actually helped start a company in Michigan that um, I had a partner, he was an engineer, and I was, after I, we moved out here, well before, we, so I came home one day and I told Lisa, I said, are you ready to move out west? We had always wanted to move out west. And she said, yes, absolutely. And within 30 days, we had, that's because I gave a 30-day notice, we had sold our home and bought a home here. And the people we sold our home to said, well, it's a little more than what we wanted, but for some reason we think God wants us to have this house. And then when we came out here to look at this home, the lady said, you know, it's a little less than what I wanted to take, but for some reason I think God wants you to have it. I was like, okay, well. So then we came out here, and I was going to fly to Detroit once a month, and um, I started having suspicions about my partner who had convinced me at one point how he was a good Christian. But then I found out he had been cheating on his wife for a year. So I thought, well, if he can cheat on his wife, he'll cheat on me too. So I asked him if he would buy me out, which he accepted. So he took my half of the company and split it and sold it to two other companies. And then he went to South America. <laughs> so I didn't, didn't end up getting um, what I was supposed to get paid for. So I'm asking God, what, what do I do now? And um, I wasn't willing to wait on an answer, which I should have been more patient. So I did a few consulting jobs. I went to Texas twice for two six-month periods, leaving Lisa at home by herself. I would come home every three or four weeks for three or four days. And then I took one in Ohio for a little over a year, it was close to two years. And Lisa did go with me on that one. I went ahead and bought a house there while we were there. And then um, it was like a week before we were ready to come back here, um, we sold it. We were getting very nervous, but God waited till the last minute. So we got here. And Lisa was like, please, don't do this anymore. I want to stay here. <laughs> and so I totally understood, but I just did not know what God had planned for me. And then, um, thanks to Dave Hatley, he told me about a maintenance position that was at the hospital. And at that point, I was willing to take anything. And... So I went there, applied, I got the position, and I was only in that for a few months, and the, the hospital asked me if I'd be interested in applying for the facility director position, which I did, and I got that. And I've been there four years now. And I just, I look back and I know that the Lord did all of it because I had no experience in the hospital. 
you know, I had a lot of experience with regulations because the industry I was in, especially after 9-11, just got crazy with inspections and, I mean, Homeland Security, all FDA, all of it. But I had nothing with human. And so, you know, I had to ask the Lord to help me with everything. So it's helped me lean on him a lot more. So Lisa and I, last week, we celebrated our 37th year together. And, I mean, the Lord gets the glory for all of it. I really don't believe we would still be married if I had not accepted God. Um, He's, you know, changed my life in so many ways. I... I can be very, or I could be very aloof and indifferent and uh, never much into being apologetic. And now I try to do that even if I think I'm right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I've seen that it is so much better to do that because a misunderstanding even can ruin a relationship. So even if you think you're right, I, I, I think it's better to just say I'm sorry. And a lot of times you both end up saying it. So as low, low as I've gone, he knows no depth so deep that he can't reach us. And like it, Just my entire life, I give glory to the Lord. And here I am today. So, um, we'll sing our hymn now. Live out thy life within thee or within me.